You are listening to Victory Alabang Podcast. God expects us to be faithful with everything He provides. Learn more about stewardship in this audio message by Pastor Jonathan Ramirez. We know what is happening right now in our nation, but you know what? Paul said, even though he was in prison at that particular moment, he said to the believers, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. Can you say that with me? Rejoice. rejoice. Say to the person beside you, rejoice. rejoice. Our rejoicing is not on the basis of what is happening. Our rejoicing is on the basis of how good God is. Amen. And regardless of all these things that's taking place, we still say God is good. And because God is good, there is enough reason for us to rejoice. Amen? And so today, with joy in our hearts, we are going to talk about, again, our series, It's Not About the Money. Can you say that with me? It's not about the money. Okay, this is a continuation of the topic that we had uh, last week. And uh, let me say this, that really life is not all about the money. Life is about Jesus Christ Himself. He is the author of life. And... Uh, Life is about also His purposes. And each one of us has been entrusted with the purpose of the kingdom of God. That is why our topic for today is so relevant in our time. Even though we are going to talk about money, but basically it's not really about the money, but the purpose of God in money. Who among you believes that right now, we need more money in order to help those victims in Tacloban? Amen? We need to help them, and we, that's actually what we are doing right now. But, of course, we have to go on with our discussion with this, because I do believe that a prosperous nation is composed of prosperous people. Would you like to be prosperous? Who among you would like to be prosperous? Raise your hands. We desire prosperity not because of the money itself, but because we are also trustees of God's purposes. And money is just a tool. We established that last week, that money is a tool, and we can use money to serve the purposes of God. But before I jump into the topic, allow me first to give you some facts concerning Filipinos investing in saving habits. And there may be some shocking facts about this, and uh, let us see. This was uh, issued last June 2012. Okay. The investing habits of the Filipinos. Two out of eight Filipino households have a bank deposit. Let me ask you, do you have a bank deposit? Are you sure? Well, I think majority in Victoria Labang has. Okay. Okay. That means six out of eight don't have bank deposit. And that's sad. Seven in ten own their home, while one in six own real property other than their own home. Next is that one in five households receive financial assistance abroad. That means one out of five are reliant somehow on the OFWs that we have because their money are really coming from abroad. Now let's look at the spending habits. 43.8 spent more than their income. See? 43.8 spent more than their income. It's typical among Filipinos. 51.5% spent as much as their income. Sakto. <laughs> Alright. 4.6% spent less than their income. 
that's so unfortunate. Meaning, if you are to compute that, if, I'm not good at computation, sorry. But 4.6% spent less than their income, meaning those who are not in this 46 are not really earning, are not really saving money. And that is sad because we know it is God's will for our nation to be prosperous and for this nation to really be prosperous, that equates to people being prosperous as well. That's why our topic for today is so relevant because it has something to do with the stewardship of our financial resources. And this entitles Managing Wisely. Can you say that to me? Managing, manage wisely. So this is the topic that we are going to talk about today. And I would like to invite every one of you to please stand up. I'm reading from Matthew chapter 25, beginning verse 14, up to 19, and I'm reading from the latest NIV version. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey, who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. Verse 19, after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. Let us bow down our head. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this opportunity that we can study your word. We just express our total reliance on the power of your Holy Spirit, that you'll speak to our hearts and enable this spiritual truth to be practical in our lives. Enable us to apply all this spiritual truth in a practical sense. And we know that this can only be possible in Jesus' name. We honor you, God. In Jesus' name, this we pray. Amen and amen. Let's just sit down. In this discussion, we are going to talk about steward, stewardship component. First, we are going to talk about the ability that God has given each and every one of us. And I'm pretty sure all of us have our own respective ability. Second, this responsibility that with all of these vast resources that God has given us, whether vast or whether just few, God has called us to be responsible. And third, in all of these things, at the end of the day, we will give an account to our living God. So the third is accountability. Now, allow me first to define what stewardship is really all about. Now, we have established before, especially last Sunday, that God owns everything. Do you agree? God owns everything. And therefore, if God owns everything, there's nothing left for us to own. Because God owns everything. And because God owns everything, everything God owns is sacred. And therefore, because money is sacred before God, every decision that we make concerning money is a spiritual decision. And because this is the owner of our money is not us, but God Himself, all of us are being required by God to be responsible, to be trusted, to be good stewards of all his resources. 
Stewardship is an ethic that embodies the responsible that embodies the responsible planning and management of resources. That means if we are being trusted by the Lord by something, God's expectation is just for us as well to be trusted by Him. Do you agree? Now, let's talk about ability. The Bible says in verse 14, He's talking about us being entrusted by His wealth. And in verse 15, this parable is really talking about different people, three kinds of people who have been entrusted by God with different amounts. In other translation of the NIB, it's the, the one being used is not bags of gold, but talent. Okay? But to make it simple, I just used the latest version of the NIB using gold, and it's easier for us to understand. Because I believe some of us are not really good in computation. Okay, let me just tell you that one bag is equivalent to one talent, and one talent is equivalent to 15 wage, fifteen years of wages of an ordinary laborer. Okay? Now, to the one, he gave five bags of gold. To another, two bags, and to another, one bag, each according to his ability. Say, according to his ability. Now, it appears here that God has given them a particular amount of wealth to manage. But you know what? God has also given us the ability. Actually, in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18, it says here, But remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so confirms His covenants, which He swore to your ancestors as it is today. Every one of us, we have our own respective job. Amen? Some of you are businessmen. Some of you are good uh, are managers. Some of you are probably in a low position. Some of you are in a high position. We all have different capabilities. But let me tell you this. Resources comes from God and that includes our ability. And it is God's will for us to grow in the ability that God has given us. For example, those people who used to have a small business, and later on, because they, 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 they became good trustees of God, later on, God enabled those businesses to grow. Because they also grow in their level of expertise. We need to grow in the ability that God has given us. We are not just trustees of the wealth, we are also trustees of the ability that comes from God. Amen. We all have different measure of God's ability. Some of you are good in money. Some of you are good in, in, uh, in doing so many things. Technical know-how, you, you have the business knowledge. Some of you are, uh, for example, an ordinary laborer, ordinary carpenter. But nevertheless, you are important, especially when it comes to the fulfillment of God's purpose, not just in your life, but in the lives of other people. Can you imagine this nation without janitors? Without Metro Aid. May Metro Aid pa ba ngayon? MMDA. <laughs> okay. Everyone is important. Now, God has given us the ability to produce wealth. And let me show you this picture. It shows that every person receives an ability from God. And we have to use that ability 
in order to produce wealth. Now, it says here, so confirm his covenant. One of the important components of this covenant is this, that God has called us to be blessed and to be a... God has called us to be blessed, but at the same time, God has called us to be a blessing. That means, if wealth comes from the Lord and He gives it to us, then we are blessed. What we, what we are supposed to do is that we apply stewardship, proper management and planning of that resources so that it can respond to the purposes of God and therefore we become a blessing. Not just to other people, but most especially to the kingdom of God. So that is when stewardship would come in. Whatever God has given us, we manage it, we plan carefully about it, and use it to respond to the will and the purposes of God. And so that is part of the God's confirmation of His covenant with us because it's being, it is being stipulated into that covenant that God will bless us, but at the same time, we will bless other people. Now, if God's blessing would increase upon us, it is so natural, directly proportional, actually, that our blessing for other people would also increase, right? If you are blessed with much, you, can, you are in a position to bless more. That's when a stewardship would really come in. That's why the stewardship principle is directly connected to the stewardship of God's purpose. Because this is not, stewardship is not just about money. It's about the purpose of God. We are supposed to be responsible and faithful stewards of God. It is because it is directly connected in how we manage also the purpose of God. We need to support the purpose of God. It's all about His purpose. Part of that purpose is to bless our loved ones, to make our children finish their studies. Part of that purpose is also to help other people, to also bless the church, to give back what's due to God. And part of that purpose is for you to be a blessing also, even to your own relatives, even to your own friends. That's the perspective on how we really become a blessing and support the purposes of God. So it's not just really more of us, but also of other people. Money is being given to us, not just for us to be comfortable, but to make other people comfortable as well. Do you believe that if we are prosperous, we are in a better position to help those people in Tacloban? Of course. Although those people who are limited financially have exerted effort, they became part of our, you know, preparing the relief goods to be sent to Tacloban, and we thank them for that. But you know what? Today, as we discuss this, I would like you to see that you are part of God's purpose. I don't want you to see that that's the purpose of God, and you are here and you have nothing to do with the purpose of the Lord. We are all partners of God. May I see the hands of those partners of God? Raise your hands. We are all partners of God into His kingdom. Whatever is in the heart of God must also be in our heart. Why? Because we have this covenant partnership with God. And it's because of that covenant that God is really blessing us. Now, second, let me talk about responsibility. Responsibility is more on the character of the heart and the attitude of the mind. Whatever plans that we have in our hearts, it's the Lord's will that will prevail. But God would always weigh our motive. 
So the character of the heart is so important for us to be responsible because motives are being weighed by the Lord. Second is the attitude of the mind. It talks about disciplined thought. It talks about sound mind, the ability to make the right decision based on the will of God, based on the word of God. So if you have the sound mind, you'll be able to plan God's resources properly because you'll be able to make the right decision on what you will do with your money. Remember this, as I said a while ago, every decision that we make about our money is a spiritual decision because money is sacred because it is owned by God. Amen. Now, in verse 16 to 18, it says, The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. How many percent is the increase? 100%. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. Now, I highlighted this word, put his money to work. Do you agree that this person who received five bags is a good steward? Do you agree? He put his money to work. He did not allow his money to sleep. He put his money to work, meaning he probably planned, he probably managed it well, and probably he did this, prayerful investing and purposeful spending, which is translating this spiritual truth into something practical. Because our money is owned by God, whatever we do to to that money must be prayed for first. If you would like to invest it into something else, to invest it, for example, in a business, you need guidance from God. Where does our help come from? Our help comes from the Lord. Even guidance comes from God. Not only that, we consider experts. If you would like to put up business, you consult a business, business expert. So you need to make a prayerful investing because you don't want to be a unfaithful steward of the Lord. You need to be guided. We need to be guided. Second is purposeful spending. You know, do you agree that many Filipinos today are so impulsive in their buying attitude, in their spending attitude? Especially every month, there's what you call sale, sale, sale. 50% discount, 20% discount, 10% discount. And why is it, I'm just wondering, why is it that in our nation, sale, sale, sale is already a culture in every mall? We have to think. What do you think is in the minds of the owners of this mall? The owners of the mall are not dumb fool. They are thinking people. The reason why they put sale, sale, sale almost every month, especially if Monday is a holiday, then they would make Saturday, Sunday, and Monday sale days. Because they know that Filipinos are impulsive buyers. When they see sale, they would really run after that sale even if they are going to buy things that are not needed we need to be purposeful in our spending. Do I need this right now? Or can I wait a little more time? You have to manage both your spending and both your money 
and also your money because they are directly connected. There are people who would like to buy more. Unfortunately, they don't have money. There are people they have so many money, but they don't want to spend. That's also bad stewardship. And one example of that, for example, if you have 3.2 billion relief after five days, it's still there. <laughs> Is that a good stewardship? People are getting hungry for five days, and yet they love to stay at 3.2 billion. I don't think that is a good stewardship as well. It's not about withholding your spending. It's not also about spending and spending and spending. It's about proper management of God's resources. It must be purposeful. Say purposeful. And that is important. Now, on the other hand, let's look at verse 16 to 18. This is the unfaithful steward. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. What was the action that he took? Hid his master's money. Why? If we are to look for an explanation, I don't think that his explanation is valid. But for us to define being responsible means the attitude of, or the character of the heart and the attitude of the mind, meaning there is problem with the heart of this person. Do you agree? Probably he was thinking, why is it that the first person received 10 and I only received 1? Oh, I received 5 and then the other one received 2 and I only received 1. Probably he was bitter. Have you experienced to receive a gift from someone? And you know that that someone is so rich and yet that person only gave you less than what you expect. Would you complain and would you rather say thank you? I'm talking to you. <laughs> what will you say? Thank you or bakit ito lang? You will not complain. You will be thankful. That is if your heart is right. But if your heart is wrong, you would complain. Yaman, yaman, yung kuripot. Pasko na naman, ha? Sabi, mga ninog, ninang. Okay? Whatever you receive, whether it's a big amount or small amount, the attitude of the heart matters. If you will be thankful for that little amount, God will bless you with even more if you have the right character of the heart. Probably this person is bitter. Why is it that the master only gave me one? So I just... I would just choose to hide this on the ground. So he did not do anything to make that money grow. Now let me repeat this. Although God is expecting an ROI or return on investment, it's not really so much on the return of the money. It has something to do with the money that you have in order to meet the will of God. In order for you to respond to the purposes of God, just like right now, there's an emergency call in Tacloban. We need to support. So if you, are in a, if you are blessed, if you have multiplied your resources, you are in a better position to help them. This man probably had a wrong heart and probably did not really use his ability to multiply the money. He, he allowed a wrong 
attitude in his mind to prevail. Now, let me consider also other wrong mindsets that I observe. Spend now, pay later. I am not against credit cards. But you see, we have to learn to manage our credit cards and not the other way around. You know, if you will, be, if you will give the credit card the opportunity to talk, this credit, this credit card would tell you, please wipe me again and again. Because it's so easy. You, initially, you don't feel the pain. Just swipe it and instantly you buy something. Spend now, pay later. How about this one? <laughs> Spend now, suffer later. Impulsive spending. These are the wrong mindset of Filipinos that would really bury them from death on death. When it comes to death, I believe generally death is not God's will. Although there are purposeful deaths. For example, if you would like to have a business, you will strategically borrow from the bank and use it in your business to grow your business. That is if you know the business. But unfortunately, they are Filipinos. They are people. After receiving the capital, they would just go to the mall for a moment. In a little while, everything is gone. How to get out of debt? Choose to get out of it. It's a decision that you have to make. If you are in debt right now, first make a decision in your heart that you will get out of that debt. Not that you are going to run away. It's because you, but you will decide that I'm going to pay that debt because that's part of being responsible. Second, you have to calculate possibilities. I would like to pay my debt, but I can't pay it all. So probably I'm going to pay it in terms. But... Let me calculate the interest and how many months or how many years should I pay it. You have to calculate the possibilities in, in such a way that you will not also risk your own food. Third, is calibrate decisions with all of the alternatives that's being laid down on your table. If you do this option one, option two, option, option three, what would be the possible effects? Can I handle it or can I not handle it? In short, to sum up all of this, it is God's will for us to be debt-free. And the way to do it is to face it, not run away from it. Amen? In the whole context of managing money, John Wesley said, Earn all you want, give all you want, and save all you want. So it's balance. You earn all you want, give all you want, because it's not your money anyway. If you need to respond to the needs of others, then... Give all you want and save all you want. Somehow we need to be futuristic also in the way we think. Whether you like it or not, whether you are still young, like me, sorry. <laughs> whether you feel you are young, feeling lang, or you are not too young, you know that time is coming that you will retire. Right? Do you anticipate that? What are you doing right now in order for you to prepare for that day? Of course, we are not expecting that when that day comes, we will be so reliant and dependent on our children. It is our duty as parents 
to give the best to our children without us thinking of something in return. Let God give the return. But at the same time, we need to be good stewards of God's resources now so that we can invest now and prepare for our future. Let me tell you this, I am not an expert in finance. I'm also consulting experts regarding this. I'm a pastor and I'm giving you spiritual truth on how to put it in a practical sense. Because it is necessary that before you receive something from God, you are prepared. Because God will not give you as much money as He would like to give you if you are not prepared. You don't expect a little boy to receive one million from you, right? Uh, my son, you're seven years old, I'll give you one million. Keep it to yourself and learn how to manage it. That's crazy. The child is not yet prepared to handle one million. My question is, you are no longer children. Are you prepared to handle one million? No. <laughs> are you prepared to handle ten million? <laughs> By faith. You need to equip yourself. You need to prepare yourself because God will only give you what you are prepared to receive. If you are not prepared to handle 10 million, do you expect God to give you 10 million? Some of you could not even manage 10,000. How God can give you more? The preparation belongs to us. The blessing comes from the Lord. Amen. God is the blesser, the giver, and the source. We are just stewards of God. Let's, let us learn how to be good stewards of the Lord. Because time will come that all of us will give an account to Him. It's accountability. In verse 19, after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. In verse 20, this is the faithful steward. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the, five, the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. So it's a 100% return. And look at what the master said. His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Look at this. First he said, Well done. Well done It's because the person entrusted with five bags of gold did something on that five bags of gold. He did something. He did not allow his money to slip. He made use of it in order to have a return of investment. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. People who are seeking for more should be good steward first before you can have more. If we would like a multiplied blessings, let us be faithful with few things. And then God will give you more. Amen. Come and share your master's happiness. And I think this is the better reward. Share your master's happiness because money is not really more of the issue. The issue is do we give joy to our God? Because it is a relationship. Anytime God can bless us. But we have that motive in our heart that ultimately managing money is all for His glory. Lord, I would like to give joy into your heart the way I manage your money. 
this is not about me, this is about, not about my need, it's not about the money itself, it's about you receiving the glory from the way I handle my finances. And that is the most important thing. On the other hand, his, verse 26, this is the unfaithful one. His master replied, you wicked lazy servant, that's what he said. So I, you know that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. And he said in verse 26, You wicked, lazy servant. What is being wicked? That is more of the character of the heart. The wickedness of the heart. Lazy servant. It's because of the wrong attitude of the mind. Probably that servant was thinking, Why should I make use of this money to make it grow? This is the only one I have. It would take me greater effort than that of than the one who received five bags of gold. It would take me more effort to grow this one bag of gold. And because of that attitude, that's exactly what the master said, lazy servant. Your inability or your insensitivity, or your, not the lack of the ability, but your unwillingness to make my money grow. You are being a lazy servant of God. Now, what do you choose? Would you like to be a faithful steward of God? Or would you, like, would you like to be a faithful or to be an unfaithful steward of the Lord? It is a choice that we have to make. In verse 27, Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers, so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. In verse 28, this is what happened. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has ten bags. For whoever has will be given more. And they will have an abundance. Say abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. This is, let me remind you of the common notions that we hear around. Why is it that the rich are becoming richer and richer? And why is it that the poor becomes poorer and poorer. It has something to do with the character of the heart and the attitude of the mind. But at the same time, I have seen people who are rich, extremely rich. Probably the person won in Lotto, 100 million, 75 million, and ended up poor. But I have seen people who are poor, but because of hard work, because of the right heart and the right attitude of the mind, was able to make it and made himself rich. Why? It's all because of stewardship. God is the blesser, the source, and the giver. But are we a good steward of God's resources? The things that we have, if we are not good stewards, will be taken away from us, just like what happened to this parable. This makes stewardship crucial. We don't have to really worry about God's provision. God is the blesser. He will not deprive us of any good things. He's the giver, the source, everything. We just have to be a good steward. Why? Because when you manage God's money wisely, you'll be entrusted with many. If you know how to manage it well, God will entrust you with more. This principle of stewardship can be applied not just in money can be applied in our time, can be applied in our talents, can be applied with our ministry. Just like what happened to Jesus Christ. He's an example of being a good steward. And John 17 verse 9 to 10 says, 
This is the prayer of Jesus to the believers. I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. And Jesus said, All I have is yours, and all you have is mine, and glory has come to me through them. And in verse 12, look at this. While I was with them, I protected them and kept them safe by the name you have given me. Jesus himself became a good steward of the Heavenly Father. None has been lost except the one doomed to destruction so that the scripture would be fulfilled. Jesus demonstrated an example of being a good steward. All of us were brought by God to Him and Jesus Christ took care of all of us. And not only that, we are not just stewards of God's resources just like Jesus. Jesus is a steward of God's purposes. And what happened? The purpose of God, the providing salvation took place and happened because Jesus Christ became a good steward. And the greatest demonstration of His stewardship is when He died on the cross of Calvary, gave His life because that is the only way for us to be saved and therefore fulfill the purpose of salvation for the entire humanity. Jesus is the best example of being a good steward. He died for all of us so He could fulfill the purposes of God of providing salvation, redemption, and transformation to people. That is the kind of God that we have. And we can all be good stewards of God. Why? Because Jesus became a good steward first. Let us ask the Lord right now. Lord, enable us to be a good manager of your money and all of the resources that you have put in my hands. The giver of ability belongs to God as well. Let us ask Him that. We hope you were inspired by that message. To listen to our podcasts on the go, get the Victory Alabang app now. Available in both Apple and Android mobile devices. For church events and updates, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you and stay connected.